I kind of like the rambling intros, though, because it just sounds like we've been talking for like five hours and nobody yeah, knows like what the hell we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we just successfully had a rambling intro. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's I like this. Meta. I like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're we are back with another episode of the Eclectic Soundtracks podcast. I'm Vic, along with Mr. Skunk Manhattan. Today we're joined by Mr. Chris Mardini. And Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for catching up with us. Uh, I know we uh, we tried to hook up uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we we're finally able to to get this set up. And uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that last time it fell through the cracks, but I'm uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and no worries. I'm excited to shoot the shit with you guys. Oh yeah, we're we're good about doing that. We're, good, we're just we're good yeah, shit yeah. shooters. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you're about to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we usually don't prepare at all, and we just kind of go off the cuff. So I thought today we would talk about uh, skunk. You just got back from a a trip. You, mm-hmm. you went out to uh, what was it, Vegas or San Francisco? Or both, or something, and then well, went Vegas to was in April, and then I went to San oh, Francisco right. and went out to that's the right. NAM show. Uh, and, uh, nice. and I'm have you ever been to one of those, Chris? What is it? A NAM? Uh, a NAM show, National Association of Musical Merchants. Um, and uh, it's, it's really like a big cool, musical man. flea yeah. market, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like all these. I mean, this one was small <laughs> relatively, it was still like you know, big, it's a huge convention, but. Usually they're in January, and then they do a January one in Anaheim out in, uh, well, out in Anaheim, and then they do a Nashville one in the summer. But, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like, the first time I went, the first time, you know, it, you're just like, oh, wow, it's like all these rock stars doing signings and all this stuff. And mm. But there's tons of, like, conferences and seminars and people demoing wow. new gear, and, like, every goddamn, you know, music company under the sun is there. So it's a cool thing, man. Like a rock um, convention type thing. Yeah, like, on the other side of the... Uh, just music in general, but it, they've literally got everything from gear and recording stuff to violins and horns and guitars. It's That's it's right, chaos. Yeah. It's massive. Huh. But you are on the other side of the country. You're uh, New York City, right? Yeah. Well, right now I'm in L.A. Which oh, is, you're in L.A. Oh shit! Look at uh, that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let me go cool. change my shirt. I was like, <laughs> I did this just for you, and you're like, oh no, it's 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 that tourist shirt. Oh, yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I was there earlier today. So, oh, uh, so you just yeah, went yeah, out yeah. to L.A. So you would yeah, some, I, uh, just got in like two hours ago. I don't know if you can tell us like, hotel room background, but oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like that was me in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we are, live from the hotel. Yeah. Your oh, hotel was a little it was a little bit different though. It was a little uh, more affordable, right? My hotel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was because I, ha- I stayed on the strip, but during the week where it's, it's actually rel- cheap relatively. Oh, that's but then right. the weekend yeah. prices, they like quadruple. So then we like had a different place. I was just there for like mm-hmm. two days and I hated the strip. I love, I like Vegas. I like, there's a lot of cool things, but the strip, unless you're like really rich, you have to be like a, a white golfer or Tiger Woods oh, yeah. to play, to, to, <laughs> to enjoy Vegas. That's the only kind of people that can enjoy Vegas. I, mm-hmm. I just assume all golfers are white and rich. So yeah, yeah. This is what we do on this show. We profile. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of assuming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're super PC. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So you're from, uh, man, I love, you're, you're actually from, I don't know New York that well. I've been there a few times and I love it. Um, yeah. But, well, you're from yeah. the village, Greenwich Village, right? Greenwich that's village. in Man- That's in Manhattan, right? Yeah, it's like the uh, lower west side, like downtown. You're not okay. far from the Comedy Cellar, right? Right there. Dude, yeah. I fucking love that place, yeah. man. I dude. Okay, so I tried getting in there last summer, um, and I'm 20, and uh, 
waited waited outside in this long ass line to get in. Yeah, yep. it's my turn to show my ID, and uh, this guy like pulls me out of line, and I'm like, "Oh, are we getting like the special treatment? Are we like going in through a separate way? Are we skipping the line?" Rockstar shit. Like, no, no, you guys are got you guys got to go. And so, yeah, I've never been because they've never accepted my ID. So, oh, really? Wow. Like, is why do they want a twenty-one and up or what? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's it. Yeah. Okay, it's annoying, but I've always that... wanted them. Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. The yeah. amazing part is that you're still you're you're still young. You won't. There's no chance that you'll drop dead on this podcast. Like I can't say <laughs> the same same for myself. Vic is in good shape, so I think Vic's fine. But oh man, I, if I, I keel over, Vic, you just <laughs> you just finish it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I do need to get back into shape, but yeah, no, uh, I don't. I hope that I'm drop dead. <laughs> yeah, that place. I had such an amazing. I never win shit in terms of like you know. Uh, some people are like win free tickets to this, and I, I I never win. I always lose at fucking lottery shit and all that. And anyway, but right. one time one time in my life I got crazy lucky was the comedy seller, and I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. Quick quick story. Like so, me and my buddy were doing the total like you know New York touristy thing. He visited from England, and we went and did this whole big week in New York, and so we're doing all this stuff. And I was like, man, I've never I've been to Dangerfields, I've been to a handful of comedy clubs, love mm. stand up comedy. And New York is like the place, right? Yeah. And so I was like, dude, we were down south. Like you were saying, that's what made me think of that. Because I remember being, I think, in Greenwich Village. And I was like, I think the comedy seller is over here. Let's go buy. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't pre-buy tickets. Didn't do anything. Had no idea it was performing. Show up. And it's like there there's like a list, like you said, right? And people are kind of standing around. And you're either on the list or you're like yeah. waiting around to hope. Well, we just happened to get so lucky where it was like, Oh well, we've got two more slots for this nine o'clock show or whatever it is, wow. and um, and they were like, "Well, these guys have been standing here for a bit, minute." I mean, we had not even been there that long, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" So we just fucking got in, dude. That's and awesome. then like Chris Rock showed up what? and performed. We were just like, "Holy shit!" I'll never forget my buddy. He was just like, "Mate, <laughs> guy," like we had him on the podcast. One of my best friends. He's like, "He was in Lethal Weapon 4. Like he's like freaking out. And I'm like, "I know, dude. Like fucking nuts." We're just sitting there That's like so ten feet from Chris Rock. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, yeah. man. I, it is a such a legendary place. And uh, oh yeah. That's yeah. so cool. You live there, man. It looks like a really, really cool area. Again, I don't know a lot about Manhattan, but uh, yeah, that that whole block, cool area. McDougal, McDougal Street or whatever, uh, right by uh, Washington Square Park. I love that. Love that block. That's like one of my favorite blocks in the city. Yeah. So, and you're from that area, Greenwich Village? Is that where you're from? Yeah. Yeah. Right cool. there, like uh, five blocks. I'd say like I'm like six blocks away from uh, awesome. Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I see, like, so you. Uh, I mean, you're you're really still really young but you've got an album out uh i forget now the what when did your album come out was it last year or 2020 it was last uh november i believe okay yeah because you had put out some singles from mm-hmm. that album mm-hmm. and i know you've got videos uh which i really like like i'll try like I, that's a really cool tune yeah thanks, uh, man. that was that was the first song i ever wrote actually. really yeah that's a cool yeah, song man yeah yeah yep. and then uh, oh yeah, shadows. I think you have a video for shadows and a video mm-hmm. for herd. So yeah. those must have. Let's see. I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling here real quick. The so sleepless got a, too, right? Was there one? Dude, for sleepless? sleepless is an yeah. awesome song. Yeah, that's oh, a great thank song. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. actually probably my Appreciate favorite. It. Yeah, that one's that's been a, through a lot. Good. That one's definitely been through a lot. A lot of remixes. A lot of uh, indecisiveness about that one. But yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, and yeah, then this year you got pockets. Right? Was a is a new single. Is that going to be from a new album? Okay. Um, 
I'm not. I'm not really Please sure if, it, if it's going to be from a on a new album or not. But um, yeah, I'm definitely planning on uh, putting a new project out real soon. Um, so yeah, uh, I got a single coming out uh, within a, within the next month, which I'm really excited for. Um, making making a video for that too. So um, yeah, yes, big things coming up. Really, really excited. <clears throat> yeah, I want to ask you about the end of it, some of the individual videos and kind of who you worked with and stuff. But uh, in terms of the music itself, do you tend to work with the same team, like of musicians and producer and all that, or or you switch it up? Um, I like, um, you know, I mean, it's switched up throughout my career, which I'm kind of grateful for. Um, you know, I like having a diverse, um, kind of, uh, uh, repertoire of, of videos and music. Right. Um, but, you know, still having that consistency of like my own ideas, um, mm-hmm. you know, my own input. Um, so yeah, you know, that's been good. Um, I'm going back to I, I go to college in St. Louis, so you know I've been spending the past like six months putting a band together there, oh, and okay. uh, you know playing live shows there and kind of focusing on like the college market and like you know building myself up there or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's been good. I'm going to be back in St. Louis in like a month just to work on that. Um, cool. Yeah, it's just um, been good. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, but you start. So you started playing what? I guess when you were like ten or something. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been that. singing. Yeah, I've been singing ever since like uh, yeah, elementary school, third grade type show. Um, but you also play guitar, right? You, you play like just different instruments and stuff, but mainly yeah, singing I, guitar. Yeah, guitar uh, and drums. I picked up the guitar when I was in like middle school. Like it was probably mm-hmm. like thirteen, twelve, thirteen, um, and then drums. Yeah, probably like around the same time. Just always, always like fiddling around with it. Yeah. And then lot so live, I feel like I some some of the stuff I've seen it you sing. Sometimes you're just singing, but sometimes you do play guitar live too, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely play guitar live. And um, have you done a lot uh well now you said you're looking to assemble a band in St. Louis. Um, but obviously you had a band in New York. Did you guys mm-hmm. play I, and I'm assuming you played a, a lot around probably the city. Did you yeah. do any touring beyond that or just kind of in that area? Um, yeah, mostly just stuff within the tri-state area, like, um, mm-hmm. Manhattan, New Jersey, um, all five boroughs, you know, I, uh, played, played a show at, uh, Brooklyn Bowl, which was really awesome. That was, that was a great time. And, um, recently, yeah, over this, um, this past semester at college, I opened for, um, the DJ Zed. Um, I saw that. I was going to yeah, ask who yeah. that was. Cause I don't know who Zed is, but I saw that look like a big crowd, man. That looked awesome. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was probably like the most people I've ever played to. Um and Zed yeah, Zed's like I met him um uh, really briefly. He's like a really cool guy. Um pretty big DJ. It was it was, it was surreal, man. Had a had a great time. Oh, it's so a German oh. DJ. Was he I guess he lives over here now or was he just touring the States? I um Or maybe that's just his where he's his his roots, I don't know. Like the college uh uh, booked him, so I don't know if he, he must have already been in the states, and this you know St. Louis was like an easy stop for him. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah he he didn't tell me. But, well, that's uh, cool. so you said that was in St. Louis where you opened for him. Yeah, on okay. uh, at the Washington University campus. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. cool man. Very cool. Does he ride um, in on a chopper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised, man. He had a 
His budget was crazy. It's baller. <laughs> yeah, the lights and stuff were insane. I, I was um, just thinking of the uh, of Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis. Who's Zed, honey? It's like Zed's dad, baby. Zed's dad. That's a great line. Zed is dead. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully he didn't like use that guy's inspiration. Yeah, hopefully uh, that's, that's not his pastime. Zed, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Zed was a naughty boy. He paid the price for <laughs> well, it. To say the least. <laughs> I l- actually, I mean, God, what a great movie. There's so many brilliant parts in that movie, but I love that scene where he's like, you know, about to leave the the pawn shop where all the horribleness is going down. And yeah. he's like, ah, oh, man, I got to go save this guy. And it's like, first it's like a hammer and then it's like a fucking baseball bat and then it's a chainsaw and then a samurai yeah. sword. Like, I love that part. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's trying to decide what to use. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think each of the weapons are like a nod to each of Tarantino's like later movies or previous movies or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I seriously? Some... Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, like like the katana was like Kill Bill and yeah. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kill Bill surprised me. The first, the second one, I was kind of like, eh. I mean, it was yeah. okay, I guess. But the first one like surprised me because I was like, I wasn't sure what to expect, and I, I actually thought it was pretty cool. And it, even that little anime bit was really cool. And yeah, that whole thing was cool. And he's great with music, like so many great directors, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, you name it, right? These guys, and of course, Spielberg and the guys, you know, using brilliant composers like uh, uh, John Williams and stuff. But like, yeah, yep. Tarantino's got kind of a style, and he's really, especially, you know, kind of this, he always has that kind of spaghetti western meets just absurd, you know, Absurdly, horror movie, yeah. but with, but with really brilliant dialogue and really intelligent dialogue, you know, most of the time too. So I think, uh, I actually recently saw the hateful eight and for the longest time I was like, God, this mm. thing looks long and boring, which it's not my favorite Tarantino, but it's not bad, mm. but it's got a, uh, I always forget this guy's name. God damn it. Ennio Morricone music, which I think he uses a lot of his. He's a big spaghetti Western composer. The soundtrack for that is awesome. And that guy won an Oscar uh, for that. And then he died because he was like 90. But yeah, he did a lot of that super famous, good, bad, and ugly. The shit that Metallica opens their shows with, Ecstasy of Gold, like he wrote all that. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah, man. I think it's the one movie I haven't seen from him yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's good. It's aesthetically really cool, and it's, it's right. kind of slow pace, but it's it's definitely. I'd kind of put it in the middle. Like it's not like you know Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. True Romance. I don't think he directed that. But did you ever see that movie, man? That's a fucking classic. That. You have got one. to watch True Romance. I think that's right there with Pulp Fiction and just like Word. perfect movie, dude. I think stellar yeah, I cast, amazing, yeah. and I I think he wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he's a he's definitely one of my favorites. Um, my favorite. Well, since we're people. on film, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just gonna say the Inglorious Bastards is probably my favorite one of his. Oh, dude, yeah. that movie surprised <laughs> me. Oh, like, oh, I God. love that movie. It's so, so good. good. I, I will say, and I, I really truly think this. Like, there are a couple of scenes in that movie I think are possibly some of the greatest scenes ever, in right? cinematic history like, like the opening scene to that film is so fucking intense i'm oh, just yeah. like holy yeah. shit and then there's that one later where they're like in the bar and the guy finds out oh, shit, spies. Yeah. dude yeah. like those two scenes and christoph waltz i'm just like that that yeah. is just some of the best shit ever man yeah that Music movie blew scene. me away i was i was i love that movie mm-hmm. so 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 good yeah that first scene just like 
gets you really invested right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. What, what were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, I mean, I, well, I, I was saying since we're on films, like, uh, what are some other, like, uh, directors or some other, like, of your favorite movies? Yeah. I mean, obviously Scorsese. Yeah. I mean, any, and pretty much anything he touches is just awesome. Um, Christopher Nolan, uh, Dark Knight, you know, amazing. Uh, trying to think who else. I used to love uh, a lot of the... Um, Mel Brooks movies like Spaceballs, mm. and, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I felt like I saw something about some Spaceballs sequel, but then this happens a lot where I no way it's supposed to be some fucking sequel. I and hope it never they happened. don't, like, dude. I, hope I know they don't because not everything needs a fucking. Not everything needs a. Remake. No, I agree, like, and especially yeah. I mean, once in a while it's happened where something will go by for a really long time and then a sequel happened. Like I. I think feel like well they did Bill and Ted I still haven't seen the sequel to right. that but oh, I feel like yeah. there's supposed that. to be a Big Lebowski sequel too oh, and I'm like oh, really? that movie's a perfect movie too it's that's perfect. another it's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. it's flawless man you know yeah. so you're like I don't know it's tough yeah because um, you think about like the one the epitome of like shitty remakes of like amazing movies was for me was um there are two examples either Borat two. Or um, oh. coming coming to America too. I don't see, know I never, I didn't see that. I mean, yeah. coming oh, to America. Yeah. It, yeah. I love that you've got great taste in movies, even though <laughs> like you're young. You know the class. Yeah. Clearly, you know your classics. It's I'm like music. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're not just like who are the Beatles? No, you know what the fuck's going on over here. Like, I, one day they're going to remake Die Hard, and I'm going to be so pissed because yeah, like Die Hard is another one that's just a perfect fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, even with that, I feel like they made too many sequels. You know. Like, oh God! Yes, oh, yeah. Die Hard Two was yeah. amazing. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. All right, and that's where you hey. stopped. It had Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. It was like okay, fine, cool. Okay. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's like Bruce Willis has a kid, and yeah, it's like a grandfather. I don't even know. And Die yeah. Hard. It's, it's I, my brother. Said, I didn't even see the last one or whatever. My brother fell asleep in the movie theater, and I'm like, that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, that you tells know. you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so weird because like Bruce Willis is so iconic and amazing, and it sucks to hear that he's retired mm-hmm. and the whole thing about all yeah. that. But I, you know, he's John fucking McClane, man, and he's made yeah. like some in Pulp Fiction, and you know he's made some of the greatest mm-hmm. action movies ever. He's just was a you know a total badass stud, right? But like he's also made like so much crap. <laughs> I think Bruce Willis is one of those yeah. guys who just said yes to any script ever. Like I've watched several bad movies with my fiance because we just love watching crap for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we literally were watching a Bruce Willis movie like this last a couple weeks ago, and we're like the whole like we're like wait is this the one that we just watched? I don't think so. But wait because he was a, it's the same. It's like he's a cop in a yeah, small town same, and yeah, something. Yeah goes bad and like we spent like 10 minutes going like have we already seen this he was in that charles bronson remake what was it uh oh death wish i, death I didn't wish. see that but he was in death wish yeah yeah i haven't seen that one yeah. yeah i didn't even see the original yeah. i think that was even before our time or maybe it was like 70s later it's one of those things that probably had several sequels too right probably started in the 70s and went in the 80s death wish 29 or something i don't know yeah scorsese too man Uh, (laughs) casino i mean obviously good fellows so good wolf of wall street yeah man 
Love Island. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Pure dopamine constantly. Oh, you know what's hilarious? I love Matthew McConaughey in that movie. Yeah. He's hilarious. Like that once yeah. that he's in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. He's like, yeah. fucking jerk off. <laughs> those, are, those are rookie numbers. You got to pump them up. My favorite, he uses the term, like, feed the geese. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like amazing. It's like yeah. Phenomenal writing. Uh, yeah. I'm, what am I thinking? There's some other Scorsese <laughs> ones that uh, he, that aren't, you know, because you always think the mobster gangster stuff with Scorsese, yeah. but like he did Cape Fear. He did the remake of Cape yeah, Fear. Yeah, Shutter Island, but, too. Is, I saw that recently. That was amazing. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Super. It's, like, uh, uh, DiCaprio in that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is he in part one? There's two. What Shutter Island or? Oh yeah. Speaking of the cat, yeah. Speaking of uh, oh, you you meant two is in T O O. Yes. Also yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you said I saw it too, I was like, "There's a Shutter Island too." I got gotcha. you. It was T O O, not not T W O. And uh, fucking uh, the, the 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 padded. He did the, the padded. The padded. Oh, uh, where, yeah, 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 yeah. Where you can hear. Oh, I love the way one. like. Jack yeah. Nicholson has no Irish accent except for like one time in the movie. He's like, if you find a baddie in the mashes, mashes, and it's like all of a sudden he's like trying to be Boston and like, dude, just just be Jack Nicholson. Like, fuck yeah. it, you don't nobody, have to do. This point, you're not yeah. a method act or whatever you call it, right? We don't expect yeah. you to be. Uh, uh, who's that dude from Boogie Nights? Daniel and, and Lewis, or, no. Speaking of, uh, oh, oh, great, great. Uh, speaking of, uh, great. What do you call him? Character actors, right? One of the yeah. best is uh, Gary Oldman. And oh, he's in yeah, True yeah, Romance yeah. too. Gary Oldman, man. Oh, he's yeah. always somebody different. He's awesome. Yeah. He, dude, he's, uh, he's the guy. Doesn't he play the commissioner in the new Batmans? Yeah. In, in the, the Chris in the Nolan one, one, right? The Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 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 Which is, well, though, I, that's still new to me. I can't yeah, keep I up with all new, these yeah, fucking yeah, Batmans, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I just recently saw that one with Christian Bale. That, that's, that was Batman right. Begins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the very first one. And so, but now there's like another Batman again, I think. There's a new one, yeah, with, with Robert Pattinson, which I didn't love. Like, I, I liked it, but I didn't, you know, love it. There's, uh, and then I I saw some crazy shit with, with William. Nowadays, you don't know if it's just someone doing some fucking Photoshop shit or a joke. <laughs> yeah, like, Willem, Willem Dafoe is the Joker. Yeah, I saw looks that. looks accurate because he looks creepy as fuck. You know, that would be awesome. I mean, I, I'm all for that. But yeah, how many times are they going to remake that character? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I it's they're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as it keeps selling, you know. Yeah, <laughs> true with anything, honestly. But um, I feel like I was going to make a, bat, a good, a, a bad Batman joke, but totally forgot. So I guess we should get back to music. Although, well, this is like Vic said, we'll just derail and go all over the place. Um, oh yeah. Per usual. So, well, <laughs> I got a good segue though. Speaking of the visual medium, right? So, tell us about some of your videos. Uh, so, yeah. someday, which was the song you mentioned, Vic? Was it someday? Am I? I mean, I just oh, said uh, the wrong song sleepless. Title, I, I think. What am was I doing? Sleepless? What am I doing? Do you have a song called Someday? No. No, sleepless. Uh. <laughs> All right, Vic. Nobody, nobody knows me. Vic, you're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> sleepless. Well done. I'll, I'll, I'll just dub over. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but love that song. Someday, by <laughs> <laughs> <Our> sleepless. 
There you go. Yeah, like the bad fucking TV movies, man, back in the day. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid. Like Samurai Cop. Yeah. <laughs> or when they, play a, when, when they play like an R rated movie on TV or something. And they have to like get, double yeah. over the Get the fudge out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah anyway, uh, no. Sleepless. And I think I'm trying. Uh, see, this is the problem. I'm trying to multitask, and I, I can't. No, you're good, man. I can't chew gum and pat my belly and walk. <laughs> Saying belly sounds weird too. Belly. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm really, I say a word so many times it just loses all meaning. I feel like certain words. Uh, I know this isn't proper in today's sensitive non-binary landscape, but I, I just, to me, like certain words like tummy. <laughs> It's like a girl word. Like a girl's like, my tummy hurts. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. your tummy hurts. And like, I'll say it behind closed doors with my girl, but I'm not going to be like, Vic, my tummy hurts. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not yeah, a very like, masculine <laughs> word. Soft, soft. Yeah, I, I totally laugh at you. You did that. <laughs> such, <laughs> you're such a jerk, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> such a jerk. Face. Anyway, you're, you're, <laughs> your video for uh, Sleepless, uh, that's a, I really dig, I mean, I, 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 all these videos are really cool and they've all got a, Oops, Thank uh, you. different aesthetic, but uh, so yeah, well, tell us about some of this. They might be labeled on the video, but uh, who? So, are you're, you're working with different people in all these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I worked on with um, Shanti Midnight um, and our Royce Gersh. Um, they were absolute pleasure to work with. Um, it was we shot it. We rented out this um, little like photo studio thing gallery. It was like a white backdrop, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just spent the whole day shooting that. Um, the girl in the video is uh, Jessie Bisbee. Um, met her for the first time there. She was really cool. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know. Just a lot of uh, improv. We ne- we didn't really have a um, uh, we didn't have all like everything planned out um, when we started. So a lot of it was just kind of you know came up with ideas on the fly and went with them. Um, but yeah, I had a really good time that day. It was, filmed it a pretty long time ago i'd say like two two and a half years ago mm-hmm. almost three years ago but yeah yeah. yeah, I just remember that one. I'm actually looking at YouTube right now. I remember that one because I just it was just such a clean. I just there was the just the look of it. I really liked a lot. And then obviously I'll try, which is the first track I think off your album that we were talking mm-hmm. about. And then your new one, obviously for pockets, right? So tell us about that one. Let's go backwards. Yeah, that one was filmed in St. Louis um, uh, with this guy uh, uh, JT. Uh, uh, Juan, um, and he was a he was a good guy to work with. He has a studio, um, which is such a pain in the ass to get to. You have to like go behind, but whatever. It's, it's besides the point. <laughs> um, he has this really really cool projector, and basically the for most of that song, there's just like this projector thing happening, this like pattern with these colors happening behind. Yeah, me. dude, that, exactly. It looks kind of vintage. It looks cool. Yeah. And it looks really cool because it looks like you wouldn't guess that it was a projector. Like you'd think those things were like really there. Um, and so, yeah, I was really happy with that, with how that came out. I feel like it fits the vibe of the song. Um, and again, you know, that one was cool too, because, you know, I didn't have like, um, I try not to be too limiting with like, uh, uh, treatments or anything pre shooting, like before right. shooting, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, go with the moment, go with how everyone's feeling. And, you know, I like, I like to take 
insider advice from other people too. So, so now with this one being in St. Louis and you're playing, I need, I should probably, well, you've got, it looks like you have a trio plan here. Oh, it's just a drummer. Just had so a, you, so like you're playing guitar and singing, then you got a drummer. Is mm-hmm. that uh, like someone you actually play with, or was that just uh, is um, that someone you play with in St. Louis? Or I had met him before, um, but I never like played a show with him. Um, I, I know him through another drummer who's a, a bit on the older side. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we thought this this guy, you know, he's younger, so he would fit better, I think, with the video. Um, he, yeah, I was like blown away when he was playing because he plays with such motion and he's really animated with his, you know, um, with his arms and shit like that. Um, yeah, which is exactly what you want in a music yeah, video. In a video, yeah. Um, and then I love that. Yeah, and I love that you're just like, uh, oh yeah, we I did this video with this guy, and then not like, you know, I don't know, not that anyone else is necessarily like this, I guess, but I feel like some people don't want to like talk about their teams or who they work with. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. always like, Oh yeah. I always want to like throw props to people, you know, that I work with. And I, it's same as you. I think it's really cool to, to work with different artists, you know, and you get, they bring different things to the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, you know, if someone's going to go over and look at my YouTube or look at my Instagram or something, you know, that's not, it's not only me doing all the work. So like, why, right. you know, why just, you know, why not shout these people out? You know, they, really helped me and they've been great so yeah they deserve it <laughs> and so how do you uh find these different people and i'm sure you know probably different in each case but do you seek out people that you have seen their work or a referral like what are some ways that you get in contact with these different directors filmmakers etc yeah i mean a lot of the a lot of the time it's um uh just through people who i've known for a long time like my, my manager who i've known for a long time introduces me to a lot of people gotcha. um which i'm uh, pretty thankful for. Um, and then, you know, I go to, uh, at college, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of, um, resources there for like music, um, and things like that. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's hard to, you know, uh, find musicians or students that take music and writing music very seriously at a school like mine, because a lot of, a lot of people are just like solely focused on their academics. And, but, um, you know, I have been able to find people, um, to make connections to, you know, other people and, you know, just out. Um, yeah. One of the advantage also of college, I would think too, is like, you're going to have, you know, if you're the guy in the band, it's like, Oh, well, hell yeah. That's, you know, yeah. they're going to come out. It's much easier to draw when you've got that demographic, you know, kind of body right there sort of, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the angle I've been trying to work. And I think I've, you know, thus far I've been doing it pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, but I just want to, you know, keep doing it. Yeah, congrats, man. That's uh, yeah, impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, let's see, let's go to... I've just got to run down through your videos, actually. So go on to Herd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that one actually might be my favorite um, out of all the ones that I've released. It's pretty visually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just t- so yeah, tell us about this and these effects. Like, how is this... I mean, mm-hmm. are you... I'm obviously, like... Some of this, it looks like you're playing maybe in front of a green screen or something, but I don't know, or maybe not. I don't know. How does this work? How does this work? Um, Who did this? My good, my friend, um, Nick Wolf, uh, made the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, the video of me, um, playing, it's like heavily ev- edited. It's, um, 
just footage of um, this uh, video I took a while ago of me playing at um, uh, Brooklyn Bowl with the band. Um, and it's just like edited to like fit the vibe of like the, uh, the video. Um, and yeah, I first saw it and I was like, oh my God, like this goes like perfectly with the music. You know, the song is a lot about um, a disassociation and isolation, kind of like not knowing where to fit in a, a certain industry or a certain society. Um, and I think the video does it justice and just kind of like um, just figuring out your place and just like going through like the uh, infinite amount of uh, uh, resources and distractions that the world throws at you, you know? Yeah. This, this video is like, I'm scrolling through it as you're talking about it. And it's super badass. Yeah. It's very much up my alley in terms of like, I just, I love all the imagery of and the little pigs and the sheep and the, the sheep. I was going to say yeah. the herd of sheep, it's, right? Just kind of following yeah. stuff. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. This video is, I definitely recommend people check this out. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Mike Wolf. You said was the name of the guy. Nick, Nick Wolf, Nick Wolf. Yeah. That's killer, man. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, he has his own band too. Uh, Wolf's Child, I think they're called. <clears throat> Shout out. What'd you say his band was called? Wolf's Child. Wolf's Child. Uh, where's he from? Where are they at? Um, I think right outside New York. I, I'll have to double check on that, but yeah. Right well, outside. Spe- back outside. to New York, actually, for a minute. What are some of your favorite venues there? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, that I've played. Um, I mentioned Brooklyn Bowl earlier. That's an awesome spot. Um, I love Mercury Lounge, too. Uh, I've been playing there for a while now. Um, the Bitter End is this one place. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's like New York's oldest rock club. And that's kind of really? some of my first shows out were, like, were there. Um, they have like this like Sunday night. Like, what borough is that in? Manhattan. Okay. Pretty, pretty close to my house. It's by a. It's pretty close to a comedy cellar. It's like a few blocks. Nice. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Rockwood Hall is another one. That's that's like uh, East Village. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Like even being in high school and like playing in, at these shows in the city, and just having my friends pop out. Um, yeah, it's awesome, know. man. Yeah, that that would that would be awesome. Yeah, it's kind of what motivated what motivated me to like keep doing it. Now in in New York, a lot oftentimes you um, do you just kind of show up with your guitar. They they tend to have a lot of stuff backline because it's just such a logistic pain in the ass. Is that is that pretty common? Um. Uh. So I use um a Kemper, which is like okay, sure, no problem there. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, all you need is to go through uh, the PA, that's which is what I usually do. Yeah. Um, if if they have an extra amp or uh, if they have an extra cab, then I'll you know I'll go through the cab. But yeah, um, that certainly makes it easier on your end. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, either I way, yeah, dude. Uh, I, my last album, I actually uh, did pretty much all on a Kemper, and uh, really? sounds great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty awesome, and that digital technology and amp uh, mod modeling and all that has really come a far a long way. I'm seeing mm-hmm. so many people nowadays using obviously the Kempers and what are the the Line Six? Is that the Helix or something? And the yeah, I've heard of that. Rush, all those things. They're, yeah, rush, they yeah. sound great, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've talked to a lot of people that were talking about Kemper, like in the past mm-hmm. shows. 
like they use they're it. Worth, I mean, they're yeah. worth it. I, it's it's one of the like best cops and one of the best purchases I've ever. Like, yeah, it's, agreed. It's so good. And especially, yeah. and especially nowadays, I mean, I've been looking more and more like at this damn show. It's just that they had this little black star. It's actually a little 50 watt head, but what's so cool, it's super light and it actually has comes uh, basically when you get it, you can just run software off your computer to do all the amp or all, all the uh, cab mod modeling oh, and effects. Yeah. And it's got, it comes with this whole thing, a USB and I've got a black star head and I was like, Oh, wow. It's, is that new, the USB? And there's like, no. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> used to toting it around old school style with my cat, which it sounds great. I fucking love it. But from a practical sense, you know, uh, with a lot of a guitar player I play with in a few bands, um, is uh, he's got a, he got a head rush and it loves it. And it sounds great. And it's so it's so simple and so, you know, more compact light, especially if you're touring, you don't have all these mm -hmm. cabs and all this shit. So I think yeah. more and more people are going that route because it's practical and it sounds great. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all those, all those things. Um, where were we? Yeah, oh I yeah. But like, what a, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I feel like the trade off between like the live, the actual amps and like something like a Kemper is just, isn't, it's not that, it's not no. big enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, once upon like, a time, it was maybe for you know for sure. Once upon a time, and maybe even mm -hmm. ten years ago, but it, I think most guys. I'm hearing that, and it's just like all the the analog guys. Not not to say like I mean, there's you know, great have an awesome analog console or tube amp. It's great, great. Yeah, it's I mean, also contingent yeah. on what you're playing to a certain extent. And if exactly. you can use some killer fender whatever in a studio why not right but mm -hmm. but the module but yeah the the uh what, what's the word i'm looking for the um jesus whatever the simulation <laughs> stuff now like i did a dumble deal which is these you know t ridiculously expensive amps and it's just like okay well it's not a dumble but sounds really fucking good push a button on a kemper you know and a mesa and a diesel and a this and a that so i mean yeah it's pretty amazing man and uh and at life, so many guys now, too, that even the ones that were kind of the old school, so to speak, kind of a bit snobby about the, the tone stops, right? Right. Are going, man, the fucking software now, like, has gotten so good. The plugins have gotten so good. I think They're it's giving it's, in. Yeah. it's hard to argue for. And yeah, how many guys, unless you've got like ears of gold, are going to be, are going to listen to an album nowadays and be like, oh, that's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and like them getting mad over it or something. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is the uh, you, you have the, the the dudes that want the vintage tape. They're, they'll swear up and down. Now I'm not going to say they're wrong, but are we really going to hear that? You know the 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 fucking twenty k. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a fucking now. dog listening to your album. Like, what are we trying yeah. to accomplish here? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, especially when, you know, I mean, when you upload it digitally, like someone, so much of the data, just like, that's it, man. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, one way or another, yeah. you're fucking, I mean, it's gotten better, I guess now, but still, yeah. you're, you're still going 44, 16 with most shit. So, or mm -hmm. a whole lot of stuff. So yeah, agreed. You know, and I, I think as an artist, I'm sure you would agree. Like you're always, every time I make a, something, I find like different things I like about different songs and stuff that I've done. Like, ah, oh, I love the, the beef of that and the low, you know, but, and then this one's a little shrill and this one's, I mean, nitpicky stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I think as hopefully like, you know, the journey goes, you kind of find the little, what you like about each thing. And, you know, you're always trying to 
create that perfect product but at least for the artist it probably doesn't exist right like i'm not going to listen to your music and be like oh that vocal's a half db too low for my taste or yeah but you know like when you're actually involved and you're doing your own stuff like that kind of shit will drive you crazy that's yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah i didn't know exactly what you're saying all like (laughs) it it's there's so many bells and whistles in something like Logic Pro X or like Ableton. Right. You know, it's like it's so easy to just get distracted from like your creative vision or like whatever. You know, that, I have really come around to the value, and be, you know, I've worked with people in the producer capacity too. But I've come around to like, and not that I, you know, was just doing like all kinds of immaculate music on my own anyway. Yeah. But like the value of producer because, like you, you just said, the, it, as the artist. For me, I want to be in that space. I'm, I'm creative. I'm having the ideas. I'm trying to capture these. And if all of a sudden you're going like, well, let me scroll through 5,000 fucking amps on a Kemper or, you know, all these plugins, it kind of, and I'll do that to myself. I'll obsess and go down that rabbit hole. And sometimes I think yeah. when you're with someone else that is kind of handling that, and they're like, ah, oh, no, I think we should right. go with this. No, this sounds good. Like, you know, they, you, you kind of put a little trust in them keeping you in so check. You, to keep you out of that rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that is definitely cannot be understated. And I've, uh, I think it's, I start to, you start to see why, where there's that team, not that you can't do it yourself, but it takes, it takes a lot of focus and discipline to do that. And you to, to jump through those hats. And I really, myself personally, I enjoy if I just have that one hat on that I can kind of, be in that moment at the time agreed yeah it it get you know it it gets frustrating when you're you know you spend like hours and hours and hours and you just have like this one region that's just like perfect sounding and nothing else right yeah 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 yeah. um but you know i i I do enjoy like mixing my own shit i want to keep getting better at it it's yeah for sure it's hard to when you know again so many features yeah, so yeah. it's, a, it's a lot to manage. I mean, sometimes it's like less is more, right? I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. I only have four plugins to choose from, so <laughs> I can't drive myself insane, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, man, like, um, I mean, you primarily write your own music, right? I mean, do you have co-writers at all, or do you mo- do most of your writing? I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I, I usually write my own stuff, um, but, you know, I'm not opposed to, like, sitting down with other people and, you know, just... Just uh, brainstorming and uh, coming up with stuff. Um, uh, yeah, a uh, few of the songs I've, I've collaborated with people on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time in uh, bands before I you know, started taking on the whole solo thing, like in and out mm-hmm. of different bands. And uh, one of the reasons why I decided to kind of just do it solo is because I kind of like the freedom of, it just being me, I like the freedom of, you know, maybe not having to consult with like three, four other people. Um, mm-hmm. Totally get it, know, man. Just a clear creative control. But then there are also deficits to that because then you don't have as many people, you know, promoting your shit as much as you do. Or mm-hmm. not, they're what, not invested in it to the degree yeah. that you are. Yeah. Um, what I think is cool, I, I, and I've realized for me, and I used to write, I mean, still do, even though we don't live in the same city, but my brother for years. And we just, you know, when you've been with someone, whether it's a, a, a brother or a, a musical partner, producer or whatever, you have that trust and you can really cut the shit, drop the ego. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You know, no, that's, important. that's awesome. And, but that's so important. Right. And I think, yeah. um, I've, I've realized, I think with myself, that's how I tend to write. It's like, 
either I or he would write kind of the bulk of the song and the other guy would fill in the gaps. And then you get in a room with a band and like when you get that live drummer, well, then that brings another element. So I like having that, not just getting in a room and it not one size doesn't fit all that works great for some mm -hmm. bands. And I've done it with bands, but like you, I much prefer to just like roll with something when it, ha when it comes create, you know, it's usually a verse, you know, an embryo of a song or, or yep. a bulk of a song usually these days. And then you, and then you take it to that place and the collaborative group puts all the spice on it and really kind of, yep. or uh, puts the salt and pepper on it, Vic. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, <laughs> seasons of steak there for you. Huh? Yeah. Seasons. <laughs> In, inside joke, dude. Like, yeah, sorry, no, I, uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you the joke. It's funny. Like, so okay. you, what was, wait, what, what did you say? The pepper? pepper I the, said, uh, yeah, puts the, the salt steak. and pepper on the it. Salt so, and pepper. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the way we met, but it was pretty on when Vic and I knew each other. We've known each other for a good 15 or more years now, I guess. But yeah. we actually met in a Spanish class, and uh, which was kind of <laughs> which was just kind of goofy and fun. Like and, your school, or, or yeah, yeah. We yeah. were. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. And um, then we we. Uh, <laughs> So then we we became friends because we just had a lot of similar you know we liked to listen to music and and liked mm -hmm. a lot of the same stuff and liked to drink like beer, beer so there, that was that you know <laughs> there you and go. Uh, where the fuck was I going with this Vic salt and pepper oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so then I like my first I mean I had done some like private lessons and stuff but my first teaching job like officially at a school I've been teaching forever now but like uh, so I was like doing guitar lessons and stuff and like Vic came in and he knew the guy too and the <laughs> dude that I worked for. Jesus Christ! And the guy was just, he, tried, he tried. He tried way too hard, man. And uh, <laughs> you know, just had to be cool. And I uh, just yeah, you see her, yeah. fucked her. And it's like, all right, dude, thanks for you know. But like that, that kind of stuff. Right? That's like one of my number one pet peeves. <laughs> no, I just I can't stand uh, that. Is for me too. Like just yeah. arrogance. I don't like that kind of. Shit. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you humility gotta is paramount, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I wrote a song about that. I don't know awesome. if you heard. If you heard grin, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so <laughs> anyway, so I did a gig for this guy and, uh, he was like, it was actually me and my brother. And I, a bunch of people I knew, including my brother also, you know, worked at the school and it's awesome actually. Cause it was all these great musicians, but we just had this like micromanager dude, like who was yeah. it's like, dude, just chill the fuck out. We got yeah, this. Yeah everything's great and but he did this gig and it was like a big birthday show and he was just like yeah you know and like whatever whatever and blah blah i mean whatever and so we go play this thing and he's like or, oh i know and i was playing keyboards right so i get with him okay. and like listen to his music i'm like okay it's you know pop stuff and i'm just kind of messing around and he's like uh uh can you like take that can you like take that keyboard like kind of like down an octave and like maybe just and I, dude i'm like totally fine with direction it's your song not mine that's fine mm -hmm. so i don't have a problem with someone saying you know that but he's like and you know just kind of like keep it real simple he's like because i'm the steak you're the salt and pepper and i'm like oh okay mr steak i will <laughs> oh let me i do not want to over season i you know. <laughs> so yeah it sounds like uh that uh, i commend your non-douchery sir yeah so that sounds like a, 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 a no douche kind of guy that we don't a, like douchebags here on the on eclectic sound there's a lot in the industry man so I'm yeah. douche bag. oh I'm fucking holding say, my tongue right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I will say that that gig uh, was pretty fun because we got to drink a lot and got to sit oh, with all the okay. other. Well, yeah. well yeah. I got to sit in the audience and watch watch them play. Season right. steak. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, you got it. Look at that. Everyone in the everyone in the audience was like, oh, "Look at that salt and pepper up there." Just, <laughs> do you feel like there's over seasoning that steak? I'm, I need some water. Yeah, some too much. Dehydrated. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, well, let's talk about that that song. The song about humility and not being a douchebag, right? Is this yeah, is the? I mean, the premise. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's called Grin. Uh, in high school, you know, I knew a lot of guys who would, you know, just kind of cap, uh, lie, you know, just mm-hmm. they would just kind of lie about oh, um, shit, just you know, make themselves sound better. And some of them were just, you know, some of them would just like it would kind of just be obvious. And then at me, you know, I wouldn't be able to say anything. Like, you know, what are you going to be like? No, you're lying. That didn't happen. You didn't do that. Like, no. Like, you kind of just have to go along with it. Be like, oh, that's cool. You know. Holy Christ! So it's that's just like so I true. don't know. It's just like a song um, where I can just kind of say everything that I want to say. You know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Thank you for writing that song. I yeah. hope we listen to that one. <laughs> the I, I used to know a guy, his name was James. I'm not going to say anything else, but his name was James. And he had like his little like minions. It'd be like, he'd say some total bullshit. And then they'd be like, yeah, Jay, you tell him James. It's like, okay, where I lived with this was this town that was like, I mean, I lived like an hour and a half from Houston, right? Mm-hmm. At the absolute fastest, you could get there in like an hour and 15 minutes. And there, and there was this guy, actually might not have been him, but there was a guy one time saying he made it to Houston in 15 minutes. <laughs> and like, oh, no way. That's just that's crazy. physically impossible. Like even an F1 driver with no traffic on the road could not get to Houston in 15 minutes from this place. And like, yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> but I know what you mean. You're just, I was always that guy too that would just be like, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you're just kind of going um, along with it because yeah, like, who's going to yeah. be like, you're full of shit, you fucking yeah. asshole. Like, you know, you're like, oh, wow, so it. cool, yeah. man. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then just, you know. yeah, and then graduate from high school and write a song about them. That's yeah. how that's how you do it as an, as an as an artist. There you go. Yeah, kill them with uh, songwriting. Uh, um, but yeah, you know. Did we talk about where do we leave off? Heard awesome video. Pockets awesome video. Sleepless, which I call somewhere for no reason. Uh, Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Salt and pepper. <laughs> shadows. Let's talk about shadows. This video sure. is a lyric video, right? And it looks like. Yeah. Tell us about what's going on visually with this one. Um, you know, I uh, just kind of wanted to uh, get my keep it simple for this one. You know, I feel like uh, the song is pretty uh, uh, visceral, 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 visceral uh, in and of itself. So I didn't think it needed like an elaborate video or anything like that. Um, recorded it in my um dorm room uh and i just had that guy that same guy nick wolf ah um, okay just edit some footage of me singing the song in front of like a white wall um my girlfriend filmed it for me which was cool, cool. um so yeah i kept this one low budget um but it works but it's like, cool man yeah, yeah. I like the way it turned out all good you know yeah, um, you kind of got to do that, right? With the videos, like yeah. I got, I uh, uh, got a lyric video coming out, and it's like, it's cool, it's awesome, mm-hmm. but like, not, not every video can be this grand story, you know, running around filming and this and that, right? So exactly, but yeah. it's impressive how how many you actually have out in such a short time. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, just um, you know, just figure nowadays it's all about the content, you know, just gotta get yep. as much yeah, as possible. you got to keep it consistent. Yeah. So, we, what other videos do you have? There's one more, right? Skin tight uh, is pretty pretty interesting. It's just got the hands. And it looks like it's kind of mm-hmm. rotating. Oh yeah, I haven't watched. Yeah, this. that was yeah, cool. That was pretty. Yeah, that was a cool idea. 
Um, yeah, that that one that one was fun too. Who did this one? Not fun. I think that was yeah, that was also Nick. Yeah. Okay. I can kind yeah. of see the the common thread there. Yeah. And I yeah. really like this guy's work, dude. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah he's very, the visualization is great. Yeah, yeah, he's also awesome. a musician too. So super talented. Right. So that helps too, right? He kind of gets. Oh, yeah. He kind of gets the vision. He knows. You know. Yeah. That's a huge. I think that's a huge thing. Same when you're working with guys like I. You know, and like not all producers are musicians, sort of thing. But I think a lot are, and it. I think it helps in the communication and just like you said, guys that have a band and have kind of been there, done that, and like. Mm-hmm just get it a little more you know they just know yeah yeah yeah. they've been there um but yeah yeah that uh i think that is that it there might be one more no that might be it yeah um there's the retrospective outlook video but that was like that was forever ago um what's it called retrospective outlook oh forever ago that was like 2019 so that wasn't forever ago but (laughs) it does feel like forever ago because it it literally was a different world like yeah that was a different time (laughs) it's crazy um 2019 hey by the way go ahead go ahead yeah that was fun we went to uh a brooklyn uh sunset park to this like abandoned uh warehouse or something and there was just like graffiti everywhere just filmed there and yeah great time maybe that uh, you know what i think maybe i did see that one it's probably the one i watched a while yeah. back and forgot i think about it was it. like the first video yeah. on the channel so mm-hmm. you um what i was going to ask too like what, what when we were talking about recording and everything and you said you you know you work you, you don't you're not are you the songs that you have out now those aren't songs that you've actually mixed yourself are they no none of them right are. but i i have stuff you like from uh Prior to this point, I've mostly what I've done on um, Logic has just been like demos of those sure. songs, or like you know just half baked versions, or you know, yeah. yeah. But that's huge, being able to to get your idea down in demo form, make it sound not just like here I am on a phone. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like it's like. <laughs> well, here's something that we can move with and write, and then you give it to. Now, when you're playing, like, do you play guitar, drums on your stuff? Do you have session guys? Do you have your band? How does that work? Or is it all different? I play guitar. Um, I usually have um, drummer. Uh, it's mostly been this guy, Avishai, Avi Teller, um, who's, oh my God, he's amazing. Amazing drummer. Uh, great guy, too. Um, and then I also have a keyboard player come in. He's like the sound guy. He's like a. He's like a sonic wizard. Um, he's always got like a sound for something, you know, something sound mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then also a bass player. Um, he, he also plays a synth bass, like a electronic bass. Um, so, uh, yeah, just those, usually just those three guys. Um, they were also in the band um, for a while when I played in New York. Ooh, in New York. Sorry, get these voice cracks sometimes. Um, don't worry. Like even when you're our age, it'll still happen. So yeah, don't, it's not even. Unfortunately, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just a. <laughs> at least we're not like you know we're not like girls you're trying to impress or <laughs> guys you're trying to impress or whatever you Who prefer to impress. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's right. That's what it is. He, he's isn't it cute? He's he's nervous, Vic. <laughs> It's our, it's our big podcast. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to blow his big moment. This is. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Um, nah, dude. No worries, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, everyone's forgot by now. But. No, Vic will. Uh, he'll. He'll. Uh, 
Oh, I say hi, everyone. Right? No, he'll uh, no, no, he'll 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 edit it out along with editing out me not knowing the name of your song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Maybe he can like work magic where he puts the two together, and I'm like, so let's check out the video for sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um let's see god damn it um your voice cracking really fucked me up i lost my train of thought no okay here we no no damn it man (laughs) get your shit together can't uh, we run a tight professional podcast here and you're fucking ruining it Vic, what are you looking at over there what you doing Vic? nothing not naughty america again (laughs) yeah yeah uh, the code still works. So, <laughs> what I was going to say was um, okay. So yeah, talking about the musicians now, recording wise, do you use different studios? Self home recording? How does that work? Um, yeah. So I uh, most of the stuff I've released thus far was recorded in uh, this studio in New Jersey. Um, okay, it's called Sound on Sound. Um, great spot. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything else, you know, I, again, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get better at um, recording my own shit and logic. Again, you know, it goes back to that, the reason why I wanted to start my own uh, solo thing is, you know, full creative control. Right. Or, you know, just kind of having a vision and being able to just, like, translate that into, um, onto a DAW. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I just want to keep doing that. Um, Do you know, uh, since you live kind of in the air, are you close to the East Village? Yeah, I you know like a place. Right yeah, do you know a place called East Sound Studios over there, or East Side? Is it East Side? I can't believe I'm fucking forgetting it. Oh, I don't. Christ. Or East Side Sound, maybe. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this dude Mark Urselli on the uh, podcast. Actually, he mixed one of my. He mixed an EP for me a few years ago. Um, East Side Sounds. Yeah. yeah, East Side Sounds pretty pretty badass, dude. It's oh right, yeah, it's right here. In yeah. your neck of the woods there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a gajillion fucking studios in the city. Yeah, I mean, I've really, um, I've done, like, um, stuff in New Jersey just because, like, it's a little little cheaper. Like, mm-hmm. usually, you know, a high-end studio in Manhattan is going like, to cost you, like, a lot. Um, but, you know, if, if a label's willing to pay for it for me, by all means... Yeah, there you go. That's that's it, right? Old school model, like label do everything. Pay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's not like that anymore. But yeah, yeah I, and I think it's cool. Like, I mean, no matter what, like, uh, even if I'm like really satisfied, I just think it's there's so many great musicians and producers and studios and stuff out there. I'm always hearing new stuff and going like, oh man, I want to, you know, I'd love to work here or work with yeah. this person on a song. That's the nice thing about singles too is like you're not committed to mm-hmm. t- 10 or 12 songs you know and and I, I think even for any like especially younger newer bands right i think it's like go in and most a lot of people will probably say you know come in and do a song or three songs to, you know don't try to fucking dive into an album if you don't know what you're doing right. feel it out how's the vibe how's everything working you know are you can you afford this do you know what the hell you're doing do you need to go b- back and learn what to do because i I've done everything wrong. <laughs> like I was always I'd jump in and record an album and be like, Oh, I have no idea. This, this is terrible. Oh, let me polish a turd for a year. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's cool. Cause I think it's always a learning experience. And nowadays with the tools yeah. out there, like you're saying, like you, as you're doing this and, and meeting people and working with them, you're also 
refining all your own skills, both as a songwriter mm-hmm. and, a, and a player and as an engineer and producer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, trying my best, you know, what, um, to get into like every corner of, you know, making music is just not only be good for me. So I just what forget if I asked earlier, why are you in LA? Is it like vacation? Or are you working out there? Oh, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, um, it's mainly for this photo shoot. Um, it's a photographer asked me to come out, um, take some pictures. Um, super excited about that. Um, yeah. Nice. What, and, um, uh, I'm also going to meet some friends out here too. Um, in the meantime, what, what part of LA are you in? I'm staying in a West Hollywood right now. Um, okay. Yeah, it's nice. Great weather Dude. today. I had not been to West Hollywood in I don't know how many years. I lived in L.A. years ago, but uh, several areas. Right. But I hadn't been there. And I finally um, went to the Viper Room, man. What is that? You, sh- you should go I'm to not the- with- So oh, yeah. if you're if you're down there, right, like you're right there on Sunset Strip with the famous like Rainbow Room and uh, right, yeah, I know that. the Whiskey a Go Go. But the Viper Room is right there too. Now I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard. The Vi- there's rumors that the Viper Room might shut down, which would suck because that's one of those, like, it's a pretty legendary club, right? It's not like whiskey status, I, I, I guess, but Johnny Depp used to own it and blah, blah. I don't know what the fuck. Like, uh, but, like, uh, yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great, <laughs> a lot of great, this is terrible, I'm laughing, but a lot of great bands have played there and celebrities have died in front of it. That's kind of like it's, uh, so don't go die there, but, like, uh, it's, but, dude, it's cool. It's weird because it's super fucking small, and I'd heard about it and never went there when I lived there had never been there finally went there and do you know who joe bonamassa is no but it sounds kind of familiar you know who that is Vic? yeah yeah so joe bonamassa is like a disgustingly good guitar player like he's one of the like, kind of top dudes in the world and he's played like i think he had some dvd probably been at least a decade now we put what's that what's that famous place in london like out royal albert hall or some some whatever the hell right one of these yeah yeah that just there. a sick yeah. fucking DVD with like two drummers, this giant band. I mean, he's he's very very well renowned on all these guitar magazines. Blah blah blah, that, that kind of thing, right? Well, anyway, he popped in and played this dude Jared James Nichols, who I've seen play before. Great player. Um, saw him a couple of times out there, and uh, he's I guess just friends with Joe Bonamassa and was staying with him while he was out there. So he's just like, hey, uh, we got uh, literally like this club is really small. Like I don't even think maybe like 300 people if that like it was fucking packed yeah, in a yeah. small little club so it's like a awesome you know <laughs> rock show in that sense but all of a sudden he's just like yeah joe matamasa hops up on stage and this little bar and it was just kind of like holy shit oh cool man it's one of those kind of spots though you yeah. know what i mean like where anything could could kind of happen type deal but yeah if you're out there and you have some time you gotta check out you know see what's if there's anything happening on uh in some of those clubs since you're Definitely i mean if try. Yeah. yeah, if you were in like Venice, I'd be like, "Fuck it, you don't want to deal with that driving." But since you're like right, right there, you know, right there, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I love those little intimate spots too, especially when they're packed. You know, like, that's yeah, some of the best shows I've seen have been at places like that. So, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. doing doing the uh, the Hollywood thing proper. Yeah, is it? Have you been out to LA before? Or? Yeah, uh, I think like four years ago, but only for like a few nights. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool city. Looks, you know, I like how like we're pretty much wherever you look, you see like the hills, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. You know? I remember when I 
I had never really, well, I had done some traveling that I don't like to talk about because it involves civil war reenacting and I'm still, uh, <laughs> I'm still upset with my parents for ruining my childhood, but that's, that's not for this podcast. So wow. yeah, that, that was a thing that happened. <laughs> so I saw a lot of the East coast battlefields, uh, which right. is beautiful, beautiful. I love touring. The, I love the East Coast. It's beautiful. But uh, mm-hmm. I had never been to, like, you know, outside of Houston and, and some stuff like that. Like, I'd never really been to, like, big cities. And the first time I ever, like, I went to L.A., I was just like, whoa, wow, L.A., you know, so cool and yeah. and all this. And then, you know, and then I moved out there and then became the, like, guy, like, get the fuck out of the way, you tourists. It's just stars. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. You know, like, once you live somewhere, like, it's, <laughs> like you're like, it's New York. Fucking get over it. It's like oh, yeah. rats and big, tall buildings. Fucking yeah. idiots. But yeah. then... Then after, like I had lived in LA, I went to New York, and I was just like the same thing happened to me. I was like, "Oh man, LA is stupid. This is amazing." I I was just like, "Holy fuck, dude! Like New York is so next level." Um, Yeah, I the only thing I would have trouble with LA is the is the you know again the the driving and the traffic. Horrible! It's horrible. Especially for like someone who's never had to deal with driving, no, really. It's like, you know, I, I know people that have moved to Austin that don't even fucking drive because they're from New York and they. And even when I went to San Francisco, I mean, uh, the first time I was like taking public transit, and it's just yeah. not something I ever really. When you live in Texas, you just don't do yeah, that too often, unless you have to. I, you know, like uh, I just there's because it's so spacious and things can yeah. always grow outwards, but you get on these. You know, San Francisco or New York, it's like there's nowhere to expand. It's all right there, mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. want to drive in that shit. Yeah, at no, all. Not, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> no, dude, you're, going, you're constantly going like 20 miles an hour, and you're always almost hitting someone. It's like that was know. the most stressful thing. I remember when we went to New York. We went to uh, we played this. We played this. Well, um, I think I've only played in the city once, but we played. Uh, no, no, I played in the Brooklyn Alamo Draft House. I'm going to be there again. This year too, I can't wait, man. Super cool. Um, but played this club in uh, Brooklyn called Lucky Thirteen. Do you know that place? That's cool, man. Is it a, a bowling alley? No, no, it's a bar. It's just a little. It's a bar, oh. and it's just covered. The walls are just covered with all these like posters and flyers from all these badass bands. And gotcha. It must have That's a pretty hell. cool history. It was. It was cool. It was a cool place. But <laughs> I, I remember like first getting there, we actually got really lucky with parking in the trailer and the whole thing. But then we drove around for like two hours after the show trying to fucking park just to stay at this dude's place in Brooklyn. It was oh. insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, and then stuff. when I when I wanted to go there again, I talked to the guy and he's like, "Well, it's like eighty dollar toll just to get into the city." And I was like, God Wait, damn it, man. It's like, or maybe he just lied to me. I don't know. Real quick. Do you, do you remember that South Park episode, the guitar hero episode? Oh, that's the best. Yes. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't Stan all burned out playing in a bowling alley. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He was like the retired guy or yeah, he had, yeah. they had their whole career had happened and yeah. And, you know, they'd all have been through the drugs and all the stuff, and then he was like, playing at the bowling alley. And people, uh, like, I was going to say, Scott doesn't is. play bowling alleys until he's until uh, he finishes Guitar Hero. Then, uh, <laughs> then you'll see him in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I think there is a um, a bowling alley too in, in New York called Lucky Thirteen or something like that. Um, that well, hell, it looks like that's that's where I'll play next time I go to New no, York. No, yeah, I mean that. that <laughs> <laughs> that place I talked about, Brooklyn Bowl, yeah, is also a. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Ah, that's interesting. Oh, they have li- 
So is it like a separate it's like room? like a big stage. No, no. It's like the stage is like in the same room as all Dude, the Dude, that's floor. fucking amazing. Yeah, it's I've really never cool. heard of that. Vic, have really you ever cool. seen this? That's fucking incredible. No. I think they have, one, they have one in Texas, too, I think. I think. Well, there is... Uh, is it highball? There is a place I, that they had here. I don't know if it's still there. And I know they had bowling and they had these little karaoke booths. And I think they mm-hmm. had bands, but I don't think that it was a connected. I think the bands were in a separate spot. But the fact, what it sounds like you're saying is there's a bowling alley and there's a fucking live band playing while people bowl, yeah. which is amazing. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why New York is the best. The the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're Brooklyn, Las Vegas, Nashville, and Philadelphia. Looks like. Yeah, Nashville's great too. That have what? What are we talking about? Uh, oh, that have Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bowls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet mm-hmm. man, I gotta go to that place. That sounds yeah. like. What? Well, here's the thing about, and Vegas actually kind of had this too. So this is one thing I do like about Vegas. But I feel like even L.A., Austin, like I'm a night guy. The only fucking cities I've ever been to in New York, hands down, where you, I can actually go out and like buy a, not that I would ever buy a pair of jeans or any clothes for myself, but like that, that's what girlfriends <laughs> do for you. <laughs> but like, I remember like we went out to eat and then we like went to Old Navy or some shit at like 4 a.m. and it was the best, dude. I just yeah. love that. It's like here, it's like I can't, you can't do anything after fucking yeah. midnight. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything's closed and. Most people are like, I don't want to do anything anyway, but I don't know. Like, it's nice to be able to go do shit at 2 a.m. if you fucking feel like it. And New yeah. York is the shit because it, it truly never sleeps, man. It, yeah, it's I, I, you know, I try not to take that for granted, especially like, you know, having having been raised there and shit. Um, yeah, and it's it's crazy. I remember I went to like, it was like touring colleges or something. And I, I was in like, uh, uh, where was it? It was like Charleston, North Carolina. And everything closed at like five PM. It was mm. like unbelievable. Like I, I couldn't. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, Fuck that state. <laughs> actually, back to the East Coast though. Like I, I will say, man, the the scenery of those is just absolutely gorgeous. I love North the Carolinas and the, that whole oh, area yeah. is like the scenery is incredible. But yeah. um, it's like a trade off, like. I mean, mm-hmm. ideally, you have like a, a sweet place in New, in New York, and then you have a getaway, you know, and I uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere in, I mean, the, in well, the country. Ideally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a trade off. You don't have much natural beauty in New York. I mean, you got <laughs> Central Park, I guess, right? Is that, yeah, is that natural? Central Park's cool. Natural? I don't even. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. It probably isn't natural. Yeah. Because I know they, they have those rocks. That. They have those like big rocks that are. I know they're they're fake rocks. So it's like. Well, just like L.A., right? Aren't aren't the palm trees? Isn't that wasn't that stuff? That's not um, native to that area, is it? I don't, I don't know. Think it is. We like to just like spread disinformation, <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so palm trees are not native to California. You want to hear um, an insane, an insane, absolutely insane fact? So, and uh, I forget how many years, but I think it's like thirty years. I think in thirty years. The world will be completely out of helium because it's so light. It's just gonna just it. It's literally all just gonna go out of the atmosphere, and we're gonna have no helium, like no balloons. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. What was your source though? Was it Alex Jones? You don't it, even know no, who Alex it, Jones it, no. is, probably. But <laughs> I mean, Alex is Jones a, is like our local psycho hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It was the show I, I I watched called Smiling Friends. It's like this animated like comedy show, and they like said that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's actually true." And I looked it up. It's like, "Oh shit, oh, wow, true." And, yeah, it's kind of sad. It's like, no more balloons. <laughs> yeah, see, Vic and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, sucks for your kids, everybody. <laughs> You're like, well, shit. I don't know. You know, maybe I have to do go something back to about good old hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. I'm just right? like, I'm like, what? Uh, atmosphere, cow farts. I don't care. I'm not gonna be around <laughs> much longer. No, I, I'm just kidding. I do care about the environment. Yeah, we, should I mean, I our, we should all do our part, man. And I think it's a natural byproduct. I think anyone who I think it's just a lot of things are common sense. I don't want to go off on tangents here, but I, it's so weird to me. Um, I mean, there's a lot of flat earthers running around, and they'll argue till you know, till the sun goes down goes behind the flat, behind you know, the rectangular, <laughs> yeah, <behind> the wall. <laughs> the sun disappears behind the wall, yeah. you know, like <laughs> that. Uh, that the fucking earth is flat, and I mean, we're not talking about you know people who see ufos you know either like we're we're talking about uh educated people it's just bizarre i I don't i feel like we all just buy into so much stuff and then we'll just stand you know die on that wall or whatever the phrase is yeah people hate being wrong you know yeah and i I, some people argue just for that you nailed it that's it right there and they'll argue just for that sake and it's just i'm just sitting there going really because like for me personally I'm always just like I don't know because I don't I don't know most things and yeah, yeah maybe you hard, do though. good for you but yeah. I mean, sometimes people just start saying shit and you're like hmm yeah and and nowadays it's like not even like that noble to know things it's like right. like that fact I just spewed at you like that was seriously like, like oh dumb. you fucking googled right yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah. What did you, you did, once upon a time you had to like actually yeah, go exactly. to a library and read books and yeah. now you can just be like. Oh. Yeah, just take out your phone. That's it. You Google it, and then you can be Mister Fucking Smarty Pants. You know, for five <laughs> minutes after that, and so fucking that's what people like to do all the time. Now. Uh, but I will tell you something really interesting, and I did do a Google check on this that I never knew. And with my you know skunk moniker, I thought it was really cool. It, it, it I'll be it, it empowered me. It made me feel powerful. Uh, so we were at this Nam show, me and my fiance, and we had this went to the seminar. This like uh, speaker. Uh, it was a really cool thing, whatever, whatever. And she's kind of just talking about uh, being your best self and not self-help, but you know what I mean? Like uh, for, for artists and stuff and advice and tips or what, one of these right. kind of things. So we go to this thing and so she's like, but I want to, you know, I want all you guys, I want people to meet each other and to talk and to do So she's like, everybody that, you know, you know, one row, like turn around and talk to the person behind you. So we start talking to this girl. Uh, and the first thing, it's like this cellist out in Los Angeles. I'm like, sweet, you know, like I love meeting new people. Like maybe we'll collaborate someday. What she's so we start talking with her, and she's like, I guess she sees my name badge or we're you know, telling each other names. She's got so skunk, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I I know something about skunks. And she says, she tells me that skunks are um, immune to 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 snake venom, to poisonous venom. Oh wow! And I was like. That is fucking so baller. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel like so badass. I mean, I'm not, but I feel like I am. Like, that's right, bitches. I'm invincible. It, it made me feel yeah. invincible. I was like, yeah. So now I have like a cool, cool people are like, why are you called skunk? I, dude, I don't know. Just please yourself. Make something up in your own head. <laughs> now I'm like, because I'm, I'm, I'm immune to, what kind of fucking crazy cool answer would that be? Because I'm immune to snake. Yeah, that would be Holy just, fucking shit! Yeah, this guy's just not crazy. only yeah, not <laughs> like only if I'm ever about to get into a fight, like that's what I'm gonna say. They're gonna be like, "This motherfucker's crazy, dude." Yeah, like, 
Yeah, there you I'll go. Just take a fake rattlesnake. And fucking like Will Ferrell and what was it? Will Ferrell and uh, God, what was that movie? It was so ridiculous, but it was oh, the campaign. Did you guys see that movie? Oh shit! I, no. I remember seeing that, like, but I didn't see it. Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Yes, that movie's fucking hysterical, dude. I mean, if you know Will Ferrell and Hank, I mean, he gets it, oh, it's complete. There, there are certain parts which are just yeah, too dumb for me personally. Yeah. But, but overall, that movie I think is fucking hilarious. And Zach Galifianakis is goddamn hysterical. But yeah, there's this part where like they're doing some kind of religious thing, and he picks up a rattlesnake and it like bites him, and his whole fucking you know arm swells up or some shit. But anyway, it's crazy. tangent. Yeah, I'm not oh. allergic. What's your superpower, Chris? Uh. I chipped this tooth eight times in my life. Eight? And it's eight, and it's, still, yeah. and it's still hanging in there. Well, I, it's like fake. It's like a oh. filler or whatever you call it, but some of it. But, all right, hey. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't really know if that's a superpower, but it's, it's, it's interesting, I guess. It's a good an- anecdote. Yeah. You know who has fake teeth? Harrison oh. Ford. Really? Yeah, that gives no hope way. to all children. Like Harrison Ford's like the ultimate badass, right? Like, like I love Harrison Ford. Like because he's old, or like he's always had- no good guess because he is dirt old now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he's, yeah, he's still cool even though he's like ninety thousand years he old. Is, but, uh, no, yeah, dude, but <laughs> like he's yeah. just. I mean, like he's just so badass. But like, no, I saw this thing on him one time, and like when he was younger. He was in some episodes of this old Western show called Gunsmoke, I think was what it was called. No right? way. Some old thing really? from the 60s or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he one, of the very yeah. First, one of the very first gigs he had, he was in the show, fell down, something happened, hit hit something and knocked all his front teeth out. Oh, shit. Oh. So he's had like fake wow. teeth ever since. Yeah. That's crazy. And maybe that's where he really... got that scar. I don't know. Like, because, you know, he's got that, yeah, yeah. that scar right there. But. Wow. You want to see something super funny? Go to YouTube and watch David. Is his name David Blaine? Right, the uh, magician. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, David Blaine. Yeah, David Blaine with Harrison Ford. That is some funny fucking shit, dude. No shit. Harrison Ford's reaction to David Blaine is amazing. It's <laughs> it's funny. it's the best I've, reaction I've, seen, I've ever seen. I've seen uh, Deion Sanders when he was with the Cowboys. David Blaine went out to Cowboy Stadium for the. I practice saw some field. of that Cowboy oh, shit. Right. Like and he did a trick Dude, and like, you see you see Deion Sanders just bolt. He's like, no way, uh, uh-uh. uh, boom. He just takes off. Yeah, yeah, I've the, seen that. The crap out did you see the yeah. one where he fucking he does? He's doing stuff for George Bush, and you don't catch it oh. like while, when he's doing it. But then he he does something. And he goes, he's doing some kind of card trick, right? And he's like, okay, like now here, grab you know, grab these. And and then when you watch it again, you're like, you see, oh shit, you see it, and he actually takes his watch off while he's like handing him these cards. And so, you know, it's some crazy card shit. So oh. George Bush is already like, Holy, Oh my God, that's that my card. And then he goes, Oh, and is this your watch? <laughs> and he's like, oh, George oh, Bush oh. is like, he took my watch off. <laughs> Dude, that guy is the, the shit, he's man. David Blaine is. David Blaine. Oof. Yeah, well, it's, it, it was creepy. him. And then, uh, what Chris angel was the other freaky dude, right? Yeah. But Chris angel's it, corny. Right, well, I was talking to Foxy about. I think it was her. Maybe I'm misspeaking. That's right. Yeah, because he was out in Vegas, right? Someone was ranting about how they hated Chris Angel. I'm not going to throw her under the bus. Maybe it wasn't her, but someone was. And I was like, yeah, because there were all these ads. He's, I guess, a big Vegas performer, and I'm sure mind freeze or something. Yeah, I'm sure it's cool, uh, but I just felt like David Blaine came doing the street magic and was super legit, and all of a sudden, then Chris Angel came out looking like a member of Motley Crue, like, (laughs) and I was just like, I don't know, you know, like there's a. 
There's a movie with Steve Carell. Um, yes. Like the, yeah. I think it's the, the the amazing Burt Wonderstone or something, Burt right? Yeah. But Jim yeah. Jim Carrey's in that, and he plays a yeah. parody of Chris Angel called uh, yes! something Gray, Stephen Gray or something, yeah, the Brain like Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I feel like I've seen that and I forgot about it because doesn't he like perform at a kid's birthday party or yes, some shit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Or there, movie, there's man. the one where he's laying on coals and he's just like snoring and screaming at the same time, and it's just hilarious. Right, I'm gonna go watch that yeah. movie now. That's hilarious. That's actually a pretty pretty hilarious movie. I mean, just Steve Carell, just you know, he's he's pretty great, he but just Jim Carrey yeah. just makes the movie. Oh mm-hmm. man, um, I had forgotten but, all about that, dude. If, if you go to Netflix, there's a there's a TV show called Magic for Humans. Check that guy out. He's he's another one of the street street uh, magicians. I think he's out in L.A., but he does some really crazy yeah. stuff. Was yeah. he just doing a bunch of tricks? Is he like talking about behind the scenes or something? Or is he is this like like David Blaine special type stuff? Uh, it's like David Blaine stuff. But he, okay. he's just like walking out in the streets of L.A. and he's just like doing tricks in front of people and just freaking people out. Dude, so speaking of L.A. and the Sunset Strip, I actually saw, I mean, it's impressive when you see it on the specials, and it's amazing, obviously. But but then you're like, you know, you're watching it, and it is camera TV, right? So you can be like, but when you see something in person, that's when it's just, like, totally mind-blowing, mm-hmm. right? And, like, there was a guy, this old man at the Rainbow one time doing, I'll never forget, dude. He was just sitting there with these hot chicks, and he's just like... Do magic? Yeah, like just wow. do card tricks. Like, and we walked up. My friend introduced me, and he was like, "Oh, he, he just started doing shit." And I was just like, "Jesus, it was crazy. it was fucking crazy. It was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> That's really cool." Um, yeah, I don't have nearly the patience to even begin to try to do oh, one yeah. goddamn card trick, man. Because it's <laughs> so much practice yeah, yeah, with yeah. sleight of hand, yeah. and I have no coordination i don't know how i managed to play guitar i know i know one really good one but it doesn't require any sleight of hand which the, is good. well that's the thing with card tricks right and just like anything nowadays like it's the magic is is gone for so many things because you can just google it and learn it right yeah 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 yeah. you know that's which is true. fine that's cool i mean it's and then it's impressive when you do it but you're right like so many of these things i don't say they're super obvious but they're really like once someone shows you how they're you're doing you're like oh fuck yeah a lot of it's just numbers right it's just yeah. counting yeah yeah is that exactly. the one? Like, is that the one you know? It's one of those counting type yeah, deals. Math, like I can't even explain it. It's just like right, some, you know. Yeah, like my my brother's wife's like really smart, and so we'll go when I'm visiting there. Like we'll go over there, and me and my brother started. I don't know when this started. This last year, we just started doing like ridiculously bad card tricks. Like me and my, because we were too lazy to actually learn a real card trick, and then we're just yeah, we you know, we're just like having beers and being silly, and so we're all laughing at how yeah. stupid we are. But then while we're all fucking around, not actually doing anything for real, she'll like read about a real card trick, and then come do it, and we're all like, "What? <laughs> How'd you do that?" And then she'll explain it. It's like, "Oh, that's really cool," but I didn't want to take the the fifteen minutes myself to actually right. learn that. You know, like <laughs> the hell with that, man. The hell with learning stuff. Learn it stupid. Learn yeah. it stupid. My aunts used to like always give me like the answer, uncles or whoever. They used to, always used to get me like these magic sets for Christmas that so I would never, never even open. I, dude, but, I feel like I got so much crap as a kid. It's my own yeah. fault that I wanted. My parents were like generous and yeah. You know, no, I mean Santa I Claus like brought it, and, and then <laughs> I never used. You know, and then I remember we got this little construction set. Like it was, and it was all these little thin little boards, right? 
And I, I don't even remember what the context was anymore. And you were supposed to build some kind of, and all we did, me and my brother, just what we ended up doing was karate chopping all the boards. Like we, <laughs> we literally just used it to like karate cool. chop boards. Yeah. That's funny. I'm going to like, run, run to the bathroom real quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Go. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. No worries. Um, I need to check a text this way. I'm not rude about it. Hello. Well, right now we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Vic, would you like to take it? Oh yeah. Uh, so that would be Godin Guitars, Tragen Guitars, Ernie Ball Strings, Five Iron Woodworks. Who else? Uh, those are those are good ones. We can say what's up to Yay Plus. I hope they get our podcast on oh, their site. Yeah, the that's future. right. Yay Plus. Um, do we have any beer sponsors? We should. Not yet. If we it, need to get some, uh, we need to get an IPA sponsor to match my snobby, <laughs> my invincible <laughs> snobbiness. Um, dude, I had some delicious IPAs recently. I don't remember what they were, but they were good. IPAs are so delicious. Scott Blanco. At, uh, at the Nam ship? Uh, no, 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 not. I actually, yeah, well, I think, you know what? There was one I think I might have had somewhere out there that was a local beer that was quite good, but I cannot remember. I was going to say, though, speaking of, uh, Godan guitars, right? So this, I went, uh, this NAM, like I said, was way smaller. It was hardly any of the big performances or signings. I mean, there were some demos or a few things, but it wasn't like a typical gigantic, uh, NAM, which you should definitely come in the future, Vic. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun, cool, man, to have you out there. But no, but Sarah and I got super lucky, uh, because there were some certain companies I wanted to talk to and, and things I had kind of on the agenda. And then, even though I wasn't performing or anything, uh, we went by uh, Godan, right? Just on, I think it was like Saturday night. And I was like, I should stop by and say hi and everything. Well, the guy that started the company, uh, Robert, he's French, uh, Godan. <laughs> that's that's English He had retired Robert, right? and his sons <laughs> took over and everything. And, and uh, my actual rep wasn't there or anything, but like, uh, I, you know, loosely had met a couple of guys. But like, uh, anyway, we walk up and it just so happens. They were having this fucking, like, I was like, hey, just wanted to stop by and say hi and this and that. And he's like, oh, yeah. And it was this big sign, 50-year anniversary. So they were throwing this big party at the booth in the convention center. And so we're standing there, and he's like, oh, hang out. We're rolling in a bar, and we're doing, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. And all of a sudden, they, like, literally, I've never seen this, like, not like in an after place, like in the convention center. Like these people just showed up with like food and drinks, and so we just had this little after Godan party, and like security kept trying to kick us out and shit. And I was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure these guys probably fucking cleared this, but you know, I'm like, we're with them. Like, talk to them. Like, I'm not like we're just loitering. You thought we we're just loitering around or something? But yeah, it was it was awesome, man. I can't say enough good things about Godan guitars. Hey, by the way, man, uh, Chris, what do you play? Do you have any preferences in, in guitar and gear, amps? Well, Kemper, we already talked about, but like, what about guitars? I saw a Telecaster um, in one of your videos there. Right. Yeah. Oh I man, my, hell yes. Love my love my uh, love my Tele. Uh, do love also love a Strat. You know, you can't really go wrong with either of those. Yep, agreed. Um, you know. Uh, I love Mexican strats too. Mexican and American, you know, they're both both very reliable. Hundred percent agree with you. Very man. very solid. Um, I'm not the biggest Les Paul guy. Um, not the biggest like Gibson. You know, um, you know, I'm definitely more of a Fender person. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I what I play. Um, and then I also. Um, 
I have a Friedman cabinet that I use. I also have a, you talked about how to rush of a how to rush cabinet too. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Like the, so with head rush, you just have like the speak, the, the speaker, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's just like and then you have, so do you have like a, one of the, bo- one of their boards or. No, I just. Oh, uh, oh it's just that so you have the speaker. The camper direct, directly into the. Oh, right. Duh. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's interesting that you got that though. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some of your, actually, what are some of your vocal influences from where you're, you were young and then also guitar influences? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, definitely. I like saying, I usually start off with saying Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. Um, he's probably been the biggest influence for me, you know, uh, being a songwriter, being a, being a vocalist. Um, yeah, he's, he was insane. Super talented. Um, love, uh, Robert Plant, uh, Led Zeppelin. Love those guys. Um, King Cruel. I don't know if you guys are aware of him. Um, not the name. I don't I haven't really listened. He's like uh, it's hard to categorize him. A little jazzy, um, but he's got a really, really sick voice. His voice is like um, he sounds like a like a bottle of whiskey. Oh if wow! Get, uh, Does he kind of have a uh, like a it's low deep, baritone, deep and British, raspy, yeah. deep and yeah. British? Yeah, deep and British. <laughs> like. Yeah. Tom Waits uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, a little a bit. British Tom Waits. <laughs> British yeah. Tom Waits. A little bit of that. Um, trying to think what else. Um, love, love, Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello. I'm going to see them this summer. Which oh, I'm cool. Super hype about. Fucking riff master um, right there, dude. Oh yeah. That, that first great. Rage record and the first Audio Slave record, I just think are two of the greatest mm-hmm. riff records ever. Well, I, that first, I mean, they're just. Flawless albums, both of those, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say that their other albums aren't good, but I think that both those debuts are so good. Mm-hmm. And, he's, um, also an, he's also like, probably in my opinion, the best guitar technician. I think to like one of the best ever. Because it's like just in terms of just like knowing what sounds to use and just like being right, with like what you can do on a fucking guitar. You know? um, yeah, yeah. Now I love his, I love his tone. It works. It's it's huge i don't know man i like it's this it's a huge note and there's distortion but the, you always get the note and it just sounds fucking mean and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah he's got great, he has a sound definitely yeah, yeah he's got a sound yeah for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um yeah he's still doing stuff too in you know doing his own thing kind of I think he, he came out with the song with uh grandson i don't know if you know who that is but Mm, I feel like I've heard of a band called, I think maybe Granddaddy, but not Grandson. That's a band, an, an artist. Uh, is it a single, like a? a uh, yeah, I think it, it's a guy. artist or it's a guy. Artist, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I hadn't uh, heard of that. I did see something recently with him. I know he's done collaborations and stuff. And then they had that mm-hmm. other. What was that group with like Chuck D or some shit? Right, like Ray yeah, Prophets of Rage. Rage. I saw yeah. them. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. And he also had that uh, was it the guys, street street sweeper social club back in the day too with the uh, I can't remember the the singer. Is that you talking about Tom Morello? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think it's I think it was street sweeper social club. Yeah. Yeah, I like I've never name. heard of that, but yeah, um, check it out. <laughs> the. Uh, Oh, I know what I was going to say. The, the, uh, no, just speaking of public enemy, Chuck D, right? 
Dude, go listen to the cover of Oh God, I always forget the name of the song. What is it? Blackout, uh, chaos, and hour, blah, steel, blah, blah. What's that song called, Vic? Like you know, I don't know why I'm asking you. But <laughs> something in. God damn it. Anyway, it's a it's this band called Sabotage from South America. I'm sure I brought this up before, and I think it's with, it with uh, Sepultura, and it's fucking awesome. Hang on, let me. God damn it! It's a Public Enemy cover, and it's just sick, man. Burn. They're called Sabotage or Sabotage in South America? They're, no, no. Yeah, they're from South America. Oh, okay. Sabotage. Uh, hold on. How can I do this? Sepultura. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos, which the original song's cool. Like It's a public enemy song, but man, this cover is sick. Um. So I don't know why I went off on that, but it's not like I'm a giant public enemy. I kind of came around on them. I what? So actually since we're like talking about this now, like one thing about your music, that's cool. It's very eclectic, right? It's got a nice blend of pop rock, a little bit of hip hop trip. pop. I don't know. There's a lot of elements I hear and it's not like I'm listening and going like, Oh, this is this. And I think I read something. I was reading a little bit of your press. Like you got a lot of good press out there too. Um, have you worked, um, exclusively with uh, prospect PR or, uh, not exclusively, but, uh, within the last, like I'd say a year and a half, um, okay, yeah. cool. Mostly yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, I saw that on your website along with, uh, you know, like you mentioned, your manage, management earlier. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Shout out my man, JB. He's, he's, he's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> definitely got a good team going there. Your, your, your Google search is sweet. Yeah. Got, got a lot of good stuff, a lot <laughs> of good, good press. Yeah, was, yep. But uh, but yeah, and I I think uh, there's a sound you know you there's you've got it you know you've got your your sound and it's it's pulling from a lot of different places. But I'm not ever listening going like I don't know it's it's interesting. And I think I, I was back to what I was saying about somewhere. I think you said I really like what you said. I forget what article or, or interview it was, but something about it's like I guess kind of like alt rock. But I hate kind of being put there, there's you know you want to be yeah, put yeah, in a yeah. box in the music industry. And I think your music's a good example of that because you're a self artist and you've got the, the pop stuff and 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 the melodies and there's there's that modern sound, but you can tell you're pulling from a lot of different influences. So yeah. Obviously, I, and hearing you say Nirvana, right, is really cool. I want to talk more about that. And and you've got this, uh, the you know, alternative rock, for lack of a better word, aspect to you. But what is some stuff in some other genres that that are big influences for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or just in in general? So just name some more influences. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm super into hip hop. So like uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Kanye, um, Tribe Called Quest. I've been getting into a lot of too. Um, recently, um, really like Denzel Curry, um, who has like a great cover of Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Band. really? Yeah. Um, um, super into uh, Smashing Pumpkins as well. It's one of the big one I didn't mention. Um, uh, it's always so hard, dude. There's always so many names to choose from. Um, <laughs> Well, I want to come back to Nirvana. Actually, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins is a, almost what's two things. So, yeah. first Nirvana, right? One thing I will say about Nirvana, like whenever they came out, and they were just like the the band that really became the flagship for a generation. Like mm-hmm. and they just kind of sit at the top of it all because they really broke the mainstream more than anybody. But and I wouldn't say they're grunge. You could put them in that moniker. The Seattle. What really was important was that Seattle 
grunge movement. Yeah. And so to this day, those are some of my all-time favorite bands. And I see it, whether it's people like Vic and I that came up at that time or generation your age, that it's still having that effect. Kind of like the Beatles, you know, three, four generations to tap. It's great shit, you know, mm -hmm. and it was pivotal and instru uh, instrumental in what it did back then. And it's still having that impact. And I think... Yep. Uh, all those bands, uh, for most of us, you know, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and then Nirvana, obviously being that 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 big big one. But one thing about Nirvana, I think uh, they kind of from a, especially like a young musician at the time, and like you know, you're trying to find it, and of course, you know, there's all the '80s glam rock, which I like a lot of that too, and the Guitar Hero stuff, and then there's the big bands that kind of were doing their own thing before that and after Metallica's and you know, all that kind of stuff. But like mm -hmm. all that shit was happening at once. And I think like a lot of those bands that were in that spandex makeup, jump yeah. kicks, you know, flashy guitar, you know, eighties, like got really fucking buried real fast when the, when the Seattle explosion happened. And a lot of those kind of guys, I think back then were like, yeah, fuck Nirvana, whatever. And I was from a guitar player standpoint, a young guitar player, right? Uh, it was like, ah, well, they don't really do guitar solos, and there's not this and that. But I will mm -hmm. say, I feel like uh, like a lot of guys I like, Kurt Cobain, as I've... And I love Nirvana. Like, I love... <laughs> never mind, I love Bleach. Uh, those those two albums in particular are probably my, my favorites. But, like, um, the uh, he's kind of uh, interesting, because it's not as easy to sing as you would think, man. You know? And I found that about a lot of singers. It's like... Kurt Cobain actually had a pretty good range, I think. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's actually tough. And, and try, like, In Bloom is one of my favorite songs. And, like, singing that song was like, fuck, this is harder than I thought yeah. it would be. And try to emulate the solo. It's so fucking weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so so I think it, he really yeah. had a, a uniqueness that was mm -hmm. going on, you know, with that, with that music. So he, Yeah, I really do think, believe he, like, he knew... To a degree, he knew what he was doing, you know, like he knew he had something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. something unique, you know, and I think uh, it's not unique anymore because it's been copied a zillion times. But at the time, it was like, who was doing that? And you got guys like him who draw from, it was a big, you know, Melvin's fan. So many of these guys, yeah. Melvin's are, they're not even at the Faith No More level, but I feel like other bands I highly recommend, by the way, if you don't know their catalogs. Uh, I'm a huge Faith No More fan who fucking influenced everything after them. Um, but like... Melvin's right, like you got this grungy thing, and Buzz is just like there's some weird shit, but it's like who else sounds like that? And I know Kurt Cobain was a huge, you know, influence got a lot of influence from that, and then they just yeah. happened to explode and go mainstream. But uh, yeah, I like that. And then what I was going to say about the Smashing Pumpkins thing that I think is interesting is Billy Corgan's a classic example of a guy of a guy with a. I don't want to say a bad voice, but it's it's like it's not like when you first hear Getty Lee or Billy Corgan yeah. or Dave Mustaine, most people aren't going to be like, this is Pavarotti. This sounds beautiful. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. But that's what ends up making it so cool because it's so unique and so signature. And I think like I always like when people bring up those artists because I think that once you kind of get past the the jolt sometimes of some of those mm -hmm. kind of guys, then you, then you're like, man, it, it, you like it that much more because it has, there's no mistaking his voice, whether you like it or not. Like, you know, when you're fucking listening to you know, yeah. Billy Corgan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I felt that way about Robert Plant for a while, but until I just, you know, 
fucking got out of that stupid. Well, I don't know. Thing. I mean, I feel like maybe back then, I don't know what is you know, contemporaries of Zeppelin, but I don't know how many guys were singing like him. No, and yeah. Since no. then, even you know, now, I, mean, I don't know. Have, I, you know, yeah. Even but, now, you know, I mean, you who know. the fuck can sing like that anyway, though, right? Like, yeah. what human <laughs> being can? <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, um, I love that more than, and that's that's so cool because the vocal, the, you know, voice is a, such a signature instrument. I think the beautiful thing about that, like another one of my all-time favorite songwriters is Tom Petty, you know, and then you got guys like Bob Dylan, <laughs> you, you know, are really similar in a sense in their voices and just in songwriting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no one goes like, oh, what a beautiful angelic voice, but it, it's perfect <laughs> for them. It's perfect yeah. for the songs and it's it the works, individual. You know? And I learned that. That it just shows that I think what's awesome about that is unlike any other instrument, you can express yourself and have a unique. You are unique. You can't, you know, borrow that, right? You can't learn that. I mean, right. you can technically, and some people are blessed with, you know, a, a, a wonderful voice, and the rest of us are, you know, have whatever voice we have. But anybody can can actually do it and have find that sound in their mm -hmm. unique character. So I think like vocalists more than anything, in some ways, I think is like an interesting. You know, it's just something I always like to hear about influence-wise for people, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too, man. I mean, yeah. Now, you're uh, hip-hop, guys. I'm I'm more old school, so I can't relate. I've heard all the raving about Kendrick Lamar, although I heard someone say they didn't like his new album as much, but I don't, yeah, I don't really know I his mean, stuff. So it, it's, it's hard to compare anything Kendrick makes now to anything he's done before because everything he's done before is just like, has been, like, so good. Um but yeah, I mean, I I think his the past album he just dropped like isn't as good as like any of his other albums he's he's dropped, but it's not like bad. Yeah, I would say, you know. Yeah, um, but it's like once once Metallica makes Master of Puppets and Black album, and you know, once it's like where do you go? You know. Yeah. That, that yeah. that's gonna happen. That's the price I'm, you listen, pay for I'm, making a flawless fucking album. You know. My favorite Metallica album is uh, Kill em Don't all. say Saint Anger. Okay. No, kill em all. Kill em all. <laughs> Saint Fair enough. Oh, God. <laughs> I tried. I don't get it, man. Yeah, Kill 'em All is awesome. That's just like raw teenage, or you know, that is just raw so fucking good. aggression at its yeah. best, man. You know. Yeah. I I tried listening to Saint Anger a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago. I I couldn't do it. I was like, God, I got no, to turn this off. I yeah. can't get through it. Was that their, like, was that their newest one? I don't, I don't think No, no. St. Anger was this thing they put out in like 2003 when they were all in like rehab. Oh, okay. Some yeah. kind of monster was... It was just the band was in a bad place. And they decided to go back to their garage roots and intentionally made an album that sounded like shit, but they made it sound so like shit that it, you can't even listen to it. The snare drum sounds like a fucking trash can lid, and it's the loudest thing in the mix. I'm not exaggerating. It is... It's something. I mean, nothing else sounds like it. I'll give him. I'll give him that. And some people love it, you know. And maybe the songs are okay, but from a sonic standpoint, I think they went so far that way that it's just like, oh, it is. Yeah. It's different. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, to, I mean, bands, but, bands can. Another thing I think about being a band is I think like if you have one person who has a shitty idea. <laughs> all, all it takes is like one more person to like be like, right. oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then, all you know it was Lars's idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, definitely James, Lars. Definitely James, Lars. we're gonna do this album, James. I, back, I used to like do the old Lars when he had hair. You could impersonate him, James. Oh. You know? Now it's like now he's me, like adjusting to so James. You know, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I will give props though to to as an artist. <laughs> 
go for it, man. You know, expand, try it. I'm all for it. You know, not everything miss, maybe is going to work. So I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. God, I'm not fucking Metallica. What? What? Yeah, <laughs> it's my yeah, fucking like, opinion whatever. matter, right? They're, they're going um, to. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like it's it's, it's very very different album. I'll say that. Um, yeah, but um, anyway, man. Nice. <laughs> so hip hop. The uh, what? Are, what are some other stuff? Got any like guitar uh, hero influences? Do we talk about that? Uh, like uh, songs that I would pick on Guitar Hero? No, 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 oh. no, no. I mean, like okay. uh, guitar, like uh, guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Jimmy Page, huge one. Jimi Hendrix. Um, I love uh, Randy Rhodes too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a big one for me. John Frusciante, mm-hmm. huge one for me. Um, those are all correct answers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, for shots. Nick, Nick Jonas, obviously. Um, you don't know. Yeah, Nick Jonas, man. Playing, uh, playing. <laughs> you can't see it right now because it like, looks like Vic's got the background blacked out, but he's got a big Nick Jonas poster. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a talk about boy bands on a recent podcast. I don't know. Was uh, Jonas Brothers a boy band? Not really, I guess. Were they? They're like oh. more like Hanson or something. I don't I think know. They were like. What makes a. I don't know. I don't know much about them. Uh, uh, but anyway, wow, uh, they're, they're a little old for me. Awkward silence of three, <laughs> three guys trying to think of anything to say about the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> edit number three. Edit number. We should start, I should start time stamping our edits. By the way, we don't uh, actually edit anything, so yeah, we're no, way too no, easy yeah. for that. So this will all be in there. I was going to oh, say so they you, were they were an episode of South Park, I think. Probably Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember that one. South Park's like the Mickey Simpsons Mouse. at this point. It's been around for so yeah, fucking long. It's a Mickey Mouse episode. On That's right. <laughs> that sounds like he, vaguely familiar. Like he, beat, he beat them up because they wouldn't yeah. go out and make them money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mickey Great. Mouse beat up Nick. That sounds familiar. Is that? Yeah. He like beat up yeah. Nick Jonas. He, yeah. Because yeah. they were like, one of the Jonas. The whole, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I love yeah. the way like we talk about bands and artists. <laughs> And then somehow we always get into like boy bands. Vic. Park, What's yeah. going on with that? Oh. <laughs> well, no, South Park too. Vic always. Yeah. <laughs> Vic brings up South Park real quickly to divert from the fact that we were talking about boy bands. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's easy. What's your favorite boy band on the spot? You have to name it. Me? Yeah. Uh, oh. It's tough call. It's tough. There's so many good boy bands, right? <laughs> are you old school? Are you an old school new kids guy? Or. I mean, I like, um, I don't mind, like, the Backstreet Boys, maybe, I guess. I'm sure they're all good, right? Speaking of Vegas, they Are were the just Beastie playing. Are the Boy Band? Oh, dude. That, did you just say that? That's the whole most best thing anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Are the Beastie Boys a boy band? Fucking dude. This is yes. going to be the most listened to podcast yes, we are. ever did because I'm going to fucking quote that bitch and put it. And people are right. going to be like, oh, I got to hear this fucking thing. Yeah. That's amazing. That is if amazing. So, then, yeah, probably the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. I think that's actually, you know what, man? That's a great answer. When someone yeah. throws that at you and you're like, the Beastie Boys. And then, hey, they got boys in the name. Yeah. yeah you answered the question. Yeah. That's a great answer. Man. They are boys. Yeah. So, I'm sticking with it. You know. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, well, sir, man, see, this is what happens, right? We can just ramble and ramble. Ramble, like man. I'm super, I'm uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, good times, good good <laughs> chats. 
All good. With, a, with our, yeah. our uh, good friend here, Chris Mardini. Yeah, dude. Martini uh, with a D. I, I appreciate <laughs> you guys for having me on. Really, really, I do. <laughs> so uh, you're at the, you got a .com, right? You got obviously a yes. website, and I think that spins out to your socials. And what's cool about that, you got uh, you got press on there. I think you've got videos press on there. But I definitely say everyone should definitely visit your YouTube page because you got the, these killer videos, man. Props to yeah. Nick Wolf and, and, the, and the guys you've been working with. Yeah. And, yeah, man, dig your music. Really cool stuff, man. You're uh, slaying, brother. Keep up the good work. Thank you, guys. Yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on. It was great. You know, again, shooting the shit with you, rambling, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It was, it was great. We'll have to do it again, man. Uh, I'll be uh, on tour in, uh, up in New York in, in uh, October. I don't know okay. if you'll be around, but I'll I'll, give, I'll let you know when I'm going to be up in I there. May, I may be around, but yeah, let, shoot me a text, shoot me whatever. Oh, or you may be in St. Louis then, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm back and forth though. Sometimes, back and forth. So yeah. never know. I don't know if I I don't know if we're playing there or not, but yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up, man. Great having yeah. you on the podcast. And, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. All right, Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, go listen to some Chris Mardini, and then listen to your favorite boy band, the Beastie Boys. Until next time, this has been Skunk Manhattan and Victor Ramos. Later. Yeah. See you guys. Hey, folks. That concludes another episode of the podcast. Guest links will be available in the show notes. We'd like to thank our friends at Top Shelf Music for showcasing the podcast on their site. Be sure and check them out at topshelfmusicmag.com for the latest music news, reviews, and events. We'd also like to thank the folks over at Tragen Guitars, Golden Guitars, Ernie Ball Strings, and Five Iron Woodworks. Have a great week and catch you on the next one.